The Birth Circle podcast features experts in all the nuanced areas of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum with the aim of helping women make the choices that will keep them safe, healthy, and empowered. We respect all birth choices and believe in supporting informed consent and evidence-based practices. Nothing said on this podcast should be taken as medical advice. You should always seek the advice of a competent professional for your care. Welcome to the Birth Circle podcast. This is Sarah with Birth Circle, and today I have Kelly Buck, and we're so excited to share the... Dunstan baby language. So apparently babies speak a language. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> kind they of. Do. <laughs> so why would somebody want to learn? What What's the, the idea behind this? So let me kind of give you a, a little bit of background uh, of what this is and um, how I came to it and, and how I used it and why I, why I love it. Um, so... Priscilla Dunstan was, um, she's a vocalist in Australia and she had her first son and he was, he was colicky. Um, and for those who don't know, colicky, colic is defined as a baby that cries for more than three hours, um, for more than three days a week, Mm. lasting about three weeks. Um, and so she was desperate. Yeah. Um, and Patricia also uh, had a very gifted, um, kind of like a photographic memory for sound. Yeah, an ear. <laughs> yeah. So she was kind of desperate and she thought, okay, I've got to figure this out. So she started listening to him and she started kind of documenting the sounds that she heard. And she noticed that when he said, meh, or when he made that cry, her body was, would respond um, and she would try and feed him on that. And he seemed to be happier. Um, so she started documenting all these things and that's how the system came to be. And she kind of narrowed it down to these five basic sounds that all babies make. And they all make it because it's a reflex. Absolutely. Yes, it is universal. They have tested this. um, No matter what language the baby is born into or culture or area. Absolutely. Because it's a physical reflex. Yes. Yes. That's the beauty of the system is that every parent, no matter where you're at, can can hear wow. these sounds and, and use it. Um, so I came about on the system, or I learned about the system through my mom, actually. She had seen the episode of Oprah. Yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> right? Mind blown. Absolutely. Okay, everybody go Google <laughs> the Dunstan Baby Language on Oprah. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Absolutely. I usually... Mm-hmm. I, Every every Facebook group I'm on, sometimes a mom will, will post this and be like, does this work? And I'll be like, yes, yes. it does. <laughs> so um, so I was a new mom. Uh, and I, again, my baby was colicky. I was also uh, one of the very rare moms that gets postpartum depression immediately. I didn't know it at the time. Mm. But I recognize now, because I, I'm a doula, I recognize now that that's what it was. Um, and so my mom, it was a conversation I was having with my mom on the phone. And she said that she had seen this. And she was like, why don't you try and order the system? Because there, was no, there were no educators at the time. Um, they only had the DVDs. So I got it. And it changed everything. Mm. I, I, and, you know, I still had the postpartum depression, but it was... Like I still knew how to care for my son. 
Um, so you weren't trying to figure out his fog on top of yours. Absolutely. Yes. 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 You'd be like, okay, I know what you want. Now back to being depressed. <laughs> Thank you for not inter- interrupting my... Right. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, so, and then a couple of years ago, I found out you could be... I started sharing this with everybody. Um, How could you not, I, right? I know, <laughs> right? I lent my DVDs to everybody. And then a couple of years ago, I found out you could become an educator. And so Ooh. I... That I went and did it. So, all right. So today we're going to get a, a lesson, and I'm really excited <laughs> about this because uh, finally something we can do over a podcast. I I've taught baby sign language before, but we can't oh. really podcast about that, right? <laughs> a little a little more difficult. So we're going to give you a crash course in the Dunstan baby language. All right. So the first one you gave us a hint was the was the ne. And so this is based on the sucking reflex. Um, it's you want to listen for the the. N part of the sound. Um, and sometimes it can become sort of like a, a leh, but it's basically you're bringing the top of your tongue to the top of your mouth and kind of sliding it back like you're sucking like that. You're and all then, practicing with me, right? right? <laughs> um, and some of you are probably going, I've heard that. Yeah. The, yeah. Exactly, that's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> exactly. So when you add air to that that reflex, it becomes the nah reflex. Um, so it's basically the baby starting to suck, even though mm-hmm. there's nothing there. Yes. Yeah. So we And te- they call it rooting? Rooting. Yeah, basically. So we teach parents um, that this sounds mean, means their baby's hungry. And we also teach parents to look for the 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 signals that your baby's hungry, which you probably, you guys probably all know the sucking on the hands, the rooting, that type of thing. But yeah, looking um, around. Yeah. Uh, so the also, the other thing is that <laughs> it's also the sign that I just need to suck on something. Um, so sometimes they won't say it as often or as intently. So you can just be like, okay, stick a, well, <laughs> Patricia calls it a dummy, but stick a, put a, a pacifier. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, the neh so reflex. they could be saying the neh even when they're not hungry. They just want to suck. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so so there's neh. Um, then the next one is the um, eh sound. So this is it's it's e h for eh, and it's a sound. How do I describe? Do it. it? Do it. Eh 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 eh. Oh, okay. And it's. Kind of like you're constricting your lungs and then pressing out air. Eh, eh, like that. Eh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the sound for I have to burp. Yeah, because there's something going on down there. Absolutely. Okay. It's the upper when they're trying when they're uncomfortable. <laughs> or think about I always tell um, my students that when you think about when you have like you've swallowed something and you're just trying to get out and you're like well, now that you're saying it, I think like when you're trying to coach a burp out, uh-huh. that that's not just coming out, you know, letting mm-hmm. it rip. Then yeah, they you kind of yeah. So <laughs> so that's the sound that they that they will make, um, and then we will teach uh, parents how to relieve that sound, and we also teach that. So that sound doesn't mean please feed me more. No, absolutely right. not. <laughs> we teach parents please don't do not feed on that because what you're going to do is you're going to force that air down. And yeah, then and then you're going to end up mm-hmm. a horrible situation um, that we and talk can, about can later. Can they be crying with the eh, eh sound, absolutely. or is it just a uh-huh. eh, 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 it, that kind of thing? It'll start off very very subtle. Like, you make the cry, <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll get to ah. Eh, Oh, you know, when they're, when they're panicked. Um, so, so yeah. Um, 
we also teach that babies need to burp um, not just after they've been eat after they've been fed or they've eaten, but that throughout the day um, that they may be making this sound just randomly, and that's because um, it burps have to, not to only to do with food, but with your body's digestion. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so they they are making air constantly throughout the day, and this is the one that parents are like, "I just burped you. I just burped." I'm like, trust what the baby is yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trust what they're saying, and and just. Burp I mean, them. do we do we make you give it a uh, an excuse every time you burp. I mean, <laughs> right. So, um, so yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get my train of thought here. So the burping, um, burp throughout the day. That's usually the one that, uh, if that's taken care of, then babies are happy. Um, so if that's not taken care of, it can turn into, um, gas pains, which we, then it, cause then it goes lower in the system. Absolutely. So first the, the air in the stomach, that's really easily burped out. Absolutely. But if it, you shove it down, then it goes, it starts going through the intestinal tract. Right. And air can be created in the intestinal tract anyway, through mm-hmm. the, the digestive process, mm-hmm. but that's usually comes out the, the other end. And that's the one that is usually not the more, not comfortable at all. That's the one we, uh, they start, if it's not taken care of, they start to make the air sound. And so it... What's that sound? (laughs) So you want to listen for the R part of it, but it's basically, um, you are kind of sucking in your gut and you're pushing air through that and you go, like that. Where's the air? Where's the R? It's hard to hear the R part of it. Um, so we also teach parents to look for babies that are pulling up their legs. Um, it's a, sh- it's more of a painful cry because this is the, I have gas. Yeah. And I mean, as an adult, it's no fun. Absolutely. I, I my sister-in-law <laughs> can find, she'll lay a baby out and she'll, she'll run her finger along all the little guts and she'll find that little bubble. I don't know. She's, she's a genius, right? <laughs> she'll find this little bubble and she will, she'll work it down. She'll be like, okay, I found it. I found it. And she'll work it down mm-hmm. and then she'll get to the bottom and then she'll lift the babies up and go, right. She, she will like fart her babies on purpose. <laughs> it's like this beautiful gift and she can do it to pretty much anybody's baby. <laughs> that's, uh, that's amazing. It's amazing. Oh my goodness. I know. But, but the fact that she can feel that little air bubble. Right. So the baby's letting you know that there's something wrong down here mm-hmm. and I don't like it. So that's where we teach parents the different techniques of, of how to get that. How to fart your out. baby. How to fart your baby. <laughs> it's a verb. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, the, we teach parents the, the, the specific holds that are comfortable for gas. I had a, one parent in my class who she was just amazed. I was like, let's see if we can just turn baby over onto her tummy mm-hmm. in a... Uh, football hold and immediately that baby calmed down and went to sleep right then because I I was like she has some gas so let's put that pressure on her tummy and you know and she just immediately calmed down she stopped crying and yeah wow and I charge you $50 (laughs) (laughs) wow that's so cool yeah so so putting the pressure does that help the gas just feel better or does it actually help relieve the gas um sometimes it can help relieve the gas but usually it just helps it feel better um we teach infant massage Mm -hmm. um yeah whatever they can we can do to help baby help relieve gas we uh, want to try and stay away from some of the drops um just because you know that's we're not sure necessarily what they're what's in them or 
Um, but I mean, just even knowing that it's gas, absolutely, is so helpful, right? Then you can not keep feeding it. Exactly. You cannot like try to put it to sleep, oh. or I mean, I just think of all of the things you go through. When you're trying to figure out what a baby... Absolutely. This Meanwhile, is- the baby's like, no, that's not <laughs> what I was saying. I say it all the time. I'm like, all parents go through this checklist in their mind of things like, well, I did this, I did this, I did this. I'm like, and it's still not helping. I'm like, well, it's probably because you didn't pay attention to well, this. Well, I wonder... Or- so here's here's the judgment that comes out. Just okay. Kidding, I'm not <laughs> judging. But I wonder if really calm babies are not only just calm, but their moms instinctually understand this language, but don't know what that they're doing it. Um, I, 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 I don't, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I certainly wasn't instinctual. So (laughs) (laughs) well, we do know that parents who are more tuned into their babies, um, which is again, another thing that we teach is, is that, their babies do tend to be calmer. Um, they, they tend to be a little bit more, um, resilient. Um, hmm. I had a baby that wouldn't sleep unless we were on the driveway, not the sidewalk. It needed oh, to be wow. the driveway. <laughs> and oh, wow. so, yeah. So <laughs> she was our driveway baby. She still knows that we would just, she would just be a mess. And then we'd walk out, walk across the sidewalk and get to our driveway and she'd be out. <laughs> Didn't matter. Didn't even have to be our driveway. So I, I don't know what it was about the magnetic pull of the driveway. I don't know. Yeah. That's Maybe that's there's really, a language around that. Maybe. I don't, but you do whatever you can right? to make it stop. Exactly. <laughs> you were just like kind of, or or I remember walking out of the hospital going, okay, now what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Who let me do this? I didn't even need a permit to right? do this. <laughs> exactly. You're just like, okay, I think I'm going to take care of this human being. I hope I can keep it alive. Um, so that, I love that the Dunstan baby language teaches that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other, let's see. We and did it gives them. you confidence too, because Abs- if you can that yes. first time, because uh, I didn't hear about Dunstan until um, after my babies were out of infancy. Mm-hmm. But the first time you can, but but I've, I've shown other people and that first time you can like quell that first neh, Mm-hmm. It's like getting a gold star on Absolutely. your mommy forehead. Absolutely, like yes, <laughs> you feel like a rock star. Absolutely, and the other thing too is that husbands are are finding that they can be mm. more involved too. Um, my husband was better at it than I uh, I was. Um, I will fully admit that there were some times I was like, I don't think he's saying that. He's like, just try and feed him, and sure enough. Oh, thank you, That's husband. What it is. Absolutely. So, yeah, we. So, this is your <laughs> couples take your class. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not just for the mom. Yes. Absolutely. And grandmas could do it too. Grandmas, um, babysitters, nannies, babysitters. Yeah. yeah, anybody can come and take the class. Anybody who is going to be around your baby. Absolutely. Oh, but I'll just tell you a warning when you go up to people, and I'm not, I'm <laughs> in no way a professional. The only one I can really hear is the nah, the, That's without yeah. a doubt. But when you go up to a stranger's, stranger who is holding a crying baby or a net net baby and you say they're hungry they look at you like how dare you <laughs> i so maybe not i really advice. really have to stop myself and <laughs> but i do have to say one of my one of my students actually came back to class the uh, the second time and she's like i heard it in the grocery store it was really hard for me to not tell her that this is what yeah <laughs> yeah so, so you, again you got to google google her because she's got this video of um She's in this room with a bunch of, this is Miss Dunson. Mm-hmm. She's in the room with a, a bunch of crying babies. And mm-hmm. within a few minutes, she has them all quiet. Absolutely. <laughs> she She's actually nicknamed the baby whisperer now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but actually, no, I think there is actually a There a is book, actually, yeah. So. Maybe not. Yeah. 
So you've got ne and er. Uh huh. What's the next one? Uh, the next one would be the ow sound, and it's basically how it sounds. Ow. Ow. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is this, this is making me tired. Exactly. <laughs> this is this is I'm the like, tired oh. cry. <laughs> exactly. This is their, your baby is yawning and they're adding sound to it. So that's the tired cry. So do the do it. So it's just like an open mouth cry. Very open mouth. You want to you want to look for um, a very oval shape in the mouth. Kind of listen for the W a little bit, but um, yeah, more it's more the shape of the mouth. And it's definitely not nah. No. Yeah. No. (laughs) Now you see here the difference. You're like, wow. Yeah, I've heard my baby not say that sound. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So this is the tire cry. So this is. Or, or it's the overstimulated cry. Um, so we would tell parents to turn down the lights, to prep your baby for, for going to sleep. Um, yeah, overtired and mm-hmm. overstimulated. So not the time to feed your baby? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I thought the answer was always to shove the boob or the bottle. <laughs> well, sometimes it is. And so, yeah, but not when they're saying ow, they're not going, they're probably not going to latch on very very well. Right, of course. They're not going to. I kind of laugh fast. because you know everybody. I mean, you all new moms have heard this, mm-hmm. where a, a, a well-meaning stranger says, "Oh, she must be hungry." Like she's not actually. <laughs> right. She's not. I know physically that she's not. Right. Let's take care of this yeah. first need. Then we'll see if she's hungry or if she's tired or hungry. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, turning out the lights, um, taking a warm bath. That. That would be what we would recommend when you hear that sound. Um, and then the last one is the he. He. <laughs> yes. It, it, it sounds like this. It sounds like he, 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 he. And so um, that is, I am generally uncomfortable. That is usually the sign that there's a dirty diaper, that I'm too hot, or you I'm too somehow hot. offended me. <laughs> Right. Seriously, my driveway baby. I'm like, seriously, what? What did I wrong? The wear wrong wear the wrong shirt today. What's the deal? Right. She's always mad at me. Exactly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have one of those. Um, yeah. So yeah, the head cry is is that would mean again general uncomfortable. It's a reflex with the skin, basically. Um, yeah. So it sounds like hey, hey, everybody's hey, practicing it right? in your daily commute to school <laughs> as you're listening to this. <laughs> and so um, those are where we, were, where we would say change the diaper. And if it still continues, then we would say, OK, let's see if she's hot or cold. Um, you know, <laughs> so she, yeah, hot and cold. OK, um, I'm trying to think of what else you've um, in my family. A sweater is something you wear when your mom is cold. <laughs> Okay. My mom, my dad was like, you are always the sweatiest little baby. Oh my, <laughs> my mom was always cold. Oh, no. oh man. So yeah, the baby's temperature. Sometimes I see uh, parents having their baby. Well, I made this mistake too. I go into Walmart with my baby mm-hmm. and not, not worry about his little legs or his little feet being out. And that's a, not right? a, not a warm store. Absolutely. We always, I, so I always tell parents that use the the rule of of adding one or taking away one whatever you are wearing plus one um that's what your baby needs to be wearing in, in the winter time if whatever you are wearing minus one is what you oh need. that's a really cool so if i'm wearing 
Okay, that's why a yeah. onesie in the summer is great for them to just hang out in all the time. Absolutely. That's yeah. less than what I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah. And, and for wintertime, I always tell parents that, you know, it's better to be over overlayered and be able to take things off than underlayered and not have anything to be able to put back on. Yeah. So, yeah, it's better to be over cautious then. But And yeah. also baby wearing. To, absolutely is really good because then the baby uh the te- its temperature kind of adjusts to whatever your temperature yeah. is and, yeah and, and kind of equalize baby wearing is another one that we kind of um we kind of push because you can it you're close to your baby you can be right next to your baby so you can hear those sounds immediately and you can identify quickly those th- those things that um your baby needs we encourage baby to uh, be sleeping at least in the room with you. Um, so so you can hear those sounds. Absolutely. Because in the middle of the night. Yeah, in the middle of the night. Know. Sometimes, here's the thing too, I'm, uh, that babies don't always wake up because they are hungry. Sometimes they'll wake up because they're uncomfortable and all they would need is a diaper change and then they, you'll find that your baby goes back to sleep or sometimes they'll wake up because they have to burp and some, mm-hmm. all they need is to be burped and they'll fall right back to sleep. So that's the beauty of of, be, of being having, so close to your baby is yeah. you can hear those early signs right? before they turn into unconsolable crying. Exactly. Exactly. Which is super good when you're a new mom. <laughs> right. So so yeah, those are the, the basics of the the language, so to speak. So um, Wow. So um sorry, I huh. did you have babies that you could practice this on or did you find I did. this out? I, so, so you use this, yeah, you so got pretty I, good. I had, I, I bought the the DVD system with my son, and then I started hearing them um, at church all the time. Yep. And I was like, I I can hear this. I really can. So, and then I had um, my second, uh, and I definitely used it with my second, and same thing. So, I I just came to really love this. I. And I loved the fact that it also made my husband feel feel confident um, that he could step in and help uh, because he knew what to do. A lot of times we find these moms that are like that are, are nervous to leave their babies with their husbands because they're not sure what if their husbands are capable. And so the system makes them capable. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sometimes even more capable than you, right? Exactly. So yeah. I love that it that it just generally helps families um, feel bonded together. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, perfect. So, um, I how do people learn more about this? Like, this is pretty simple. Um, so you can go to DunstanBabyLanguage.com, um, and they so they offer the DVDs um, as a home study course. Or you can um, you can go online and try and find an instructor wherever you're at as well. I like the ben- the benefit of the instructor is that you have someone to bounce ideas off of. Yeah, you could send a video of your exactly. baby and say, yeah. was, what, "Was I interpreting this right?" Yeah, exactly. And you get to also hear from other parents who who maybe have more experience with certain aspects so or you know they can say hey this worked for us why don't you guys try this um yeah it so an in-class person uh is really i i i would have loved to have had an in-class or a, a class to go to and so how long are your classes so they are um 
they're about two. They're two weeks. They're about an hour each time, and we they include the DVD um, and a parent workbook as well. Uh, and so we usually tell parents we we teach like the first three sounds, and then we say go home, watch the DVD, and practice and listen and see if you can you can hear these, and then come back, and then we'll we'll go over the the last two, um, and then and then also. I don't know about other instructors, but the way that I do it is um, I have some parents who are, uh, they haven't had their baby yet and they're taking it uh, prerequisite. And so I tell them that, you know, if you, if you find that you need extra help, feel free to come back to me and, uh, and we will work through this. Um, So, yeah. So how long does this work? Does this work till your baby's like... A year or how long do these so they're finding, re- reflexes last? They're finding that these reflexes last up to about three months. And then usually if babies haven't been responded to on these these sounds, then they kind of will stop making these sounds. But if they have been responded to, they will continue to make these really? sounds. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then we can start introducing babies. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah, babies, it's it's use it or lose it with mm-hmm. these little things. Exactly. If they're trying to tell you something, and and that's part of the problem with um, neglect is uh-huh. that it shuts down the baby's brain because mm-hmm. baby's like, well, I'm not going to be listened to anyway. And just to be clear, you're not ruining your child if you didn't know these languages no, and you let them cry. Not. No. <laughs> I mean, just, I'm just giving myself a little pat. I did not ruin my children. But, but yeah, that that th- th- this can be a the first start. I mean. Baby AS, baby sign language doesn't start until um, six months is the mm-hmm. earliest they can really even physically mm-hmm. do these things. Yeah. So this goes even earlier from like the minute they're born, they mm-hmm. can get, they can get the message that they I'm wanted and that, I'm listened to. Right. And my needs matter. Exactly. Which brings me to another point that okay. I will give you a soapbox on <laughs> okay. is that you cannot spoil a no, newborn. You cannot. Absolutely, you cannot. There is no. That's. That's another thing that that this is these these babies are not making these sounds to manipulate you. They're not. Oh making, yeah, they that driveway baby that. though. <laughs> but they they don't, they don't have, have that yeah. capability yet. So they are making these sounds out of need. Yeah, out of a general need that they need fulfilled. So, um, yeah, you can. I just I just got so frustrated as a young mom when when. A lot of times it came from a very older generation mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, you're going to spoil your baby by holding them too much," and Mm-mm. I'm thinking. What? How no. can that be? No, you can't. How can you spoil a baby? No, you can't. You can't. I it's... mean, my eight-year-old that wants to sleep in bed with me now. No, it's kidding. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We crossed a line. <laughs> but she's so ugly. Right? Yeah. But but a, a little bitty baby, Mm-mm. they don't have the wherewithal to like manipulate no. you. No, they don't. And so um, it's, yeah. again, I, I love that about this system that is teaching that that they that they really are just trying to survive, and that you can do this, mm-hmm. um, and and I I love that it's also empowering parents, yeah, to yeah. to just have that confidence in themselves. Like like I said, when I had my postpartum depression, um, I knew I was hormonal, and and it was mainly a hormonal thing. Mm-hmm. Not to say that postpartum depression isn't everything else too, but it's it a was, lot of hormones. It's a lot of <laughs> hormones. And so for, for me again, like knowing that I could do this, uh-huh. um, 
And separating her anxiousness mm-hmm. from your anxiousness. You Ab- didn't feed off of each other because no. she got her needs met and you right. could just go back to taking care of you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So wow. I know um, I, I didn't use the Dunson baby language, but I did use a, a baby sign. Uh-huh. And my my babies were, um, they were, people used to comment on how aware they were mm-hmm. about their surroundings mm-hmm. and themselves mm-hmm. and that they would just ask for the, what they wanted, even when, <laughs> and I just, I, I mean, it was, my husband is deaf. And so we just signed, like, this was a normal, this is what we just, we're going to do. We're going to, uh-huh. you know bilingual children, but, but it wasn't until I'd had my, until my baby, I think he was, he was just about a year and he had about 200 signs. Wow. And he could tell you whether he wanted an ice cream or a cookie. That's amazing. He could tell you when he was tired. He pointed out all the balls. Oh, wow. Everywhere. Anything that was round was a ball and he could hear cars. He could, he could tell if the sound was a car or a truck or a train. Oh, wow. And it was just gave us this insight into how his little mind was working. Mm -hmm. And when we would react to what he said and sometimes clarify, like he'd say ball and I'd be like, well, no, that's a ice cream or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Um, you'd see his little eyes like light up like, oh, and there's no verbal communication because they, they physically can't really right. wrap their tongue around these no. words yet. No, they and can't. And so this just gave us an insight into his little thoughts. I mean, he would point out, he would point out balls. I just remember balls. <laughs> or one time we were in this cafeteria at this university, you know, so lots of lots of tables. And he saw this little tiny stuffed cow over in the corner uh-huh. and this some display, you know, about milk or something. And uh-huh. he started signing cow. And we're like, where's the cow? It was like, where's Waldo? Where's the cow? And then to finally find it. And we're uh-huh. like, whoa, your eyesight is fantastic. Right? You think how many thoughts do these little, now my other three, they weren't so talkative, but my first, mm-hmm. he just, he was an open book. He just, it was a constant like stream of consciousness. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> so I wonder, I mean, I just wonder this, this Dunstan baby language and then feeding it into mm-hmm. ASL and then. Right. Just. It, it, it's, I, the, no, I, there's no, I'm just going to say this, make this um, disclaimer right now. This is my personal opinion. Um, but I, so my oldest um, turned out to be autistic, but he is verbal. Um, and I fully believe that part of, part of that help helping him was me being so attentive to him as a baby mm. and, and me you know, knowing and teaching him these basic, very, very early, early communication um, that, you know, that his needs were being met. Mm -hmm. Again, this is my opinion. I I was going to say, you know what? I am not. Mommies have knowings. If you take anything out of this, it's just that this is a, this is a modality you can learn to help your Mm -hmm. knowing be stronger, but Mm -hmm. mommies have knowings. Absolutely. And if you know that that helped your son, Mm -hmm. then that helps your son. Like, you know, you're the, you're the mom. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. I, anyway. But that's, it's also disclaimer that, you know, There's, everybody's different and yeah. yeah. No scientific basis no. right there at all. <laughs> but, but yeah. So how is this different than a normal, like any other parenting class? Um, well, again, it's, it's, we, we focus on, let's see not necessarily the mechanics of, of, you know, this is how you swaddle a baby or we do teach those things. Um, but it's more of empowering parents to follow their intuition. Um, we don't subscribe to a particular 
way or brand of parenting, we teach parents to say, okay, this is, you know, you can use this. So this is an appeal just to crunchies or just no, to businesswomen or just, <laughs> no, <laughs> just no. Ever across the board. This but, is a great, a great tool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and we, te- we, we, again, encourage parents to follow those intuitions and what works for them um, and see how it fits into their family. So that's how I would say we're, we're different. And so has this method been researched? Absolutely, it's, it's yes. It's proven? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, there's a study that's going on right now, um, several studies, in fact, but the one that I know of uh, in particular is at Brown University. Um, and they uh, contacted Patricia uh, because they were doing their own. Before this, they were as uh, studies about cries, but they were more of like the cadence, the pitch, um, oh the my intensity. Goodness. Wow. Um, and so when they found out what she was doing, um, they contacted her and they, they, they wanted to collaborate. So, yes, there's some um, studies that are ongoing right now. They're looking into uh, more of the sounds that happen later on, um, but nothing has been solidified yet mm-hmm. um but yeah um there's another they did a couple of independent studies as well uh why am i blanking um because we're all listening to you <laughs> intently hanging on your every word right. so lots of studies you can do that yes. okay <laughs> absolutely so yeah there are lots of studies going on so very very cool and then you can have your own personal study at uh, home right yep so <laughs> Yeah, like I said, "neh" was the easiest one for me to hear. Oh, it's all I hear it all the time, all the time. So, <laughs> and and it sounds like it's really easy and fast to learn. So you can go in um, families like families that are having a hard time. Even mm-hmm. like this could help with uh, at risk. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, absolutely. We have um, we're starting to look at the implications that it could have for uh, families that that are at risk from because there we we know that the families that are most affected by like shaken baby syndrome are lower or are, are, are at risk families. And so we're one of our, Oh my <laughs> gosh, mind blown. This one, could prevent shaken baby. Absolutely. Um, we're hoping to be able to uh, get that out there that this is really helping parents to calm down. And I also, again, in my classes teach my parents that it's okay for you to put baby in a safe plot, safe space, safe place, whether it's the crib mm-hmm. or anything, and for you to walk away. Because mommy needs a timeout sometimes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, and I'll never forget that my mom told me this. She's like, your baby is okay by ourselves in the room in the crib for 10 minutes. Or 15 if you or need it. Or 15 if you need it. You it's are okay. allowed to shower. You are allowed to go cry. You are allowed to go eat a, <laughs> right? an entire pint of ice cream. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, if you... Chocolate. We... we Unless your baby doesn't like chocolate, then no chocolate, then suffer. (laughs) But seriously, we tell parents that it's okay if you can't understand that and baby is just frantic, Mm -hmm. it is okay to put baby down. Please do. It's more safe for you and for baby if you put baby down and walk away and get your bearings. Well, sometimes, I mean, I don't subscribe to the cry it out Mm-mm. or the sleepy sleep training or sleep scheduling, really. No. But there were times where I was like, and we're done right. for tonight. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, because, I mean, I do the same thing, right? Uh-huh. There, there are moments where I could go cry myself to sleep. And if my husband tries to talk to me, I'm like, ah, bite his head off. So, why couldn't a little tiny human have moments like that? I'm right. like, not saying every day, but no, no, just you know, 
No, and, and I don't it's, know. It's but just, somebody's gonna write and say you're so wrong. <laughs> it's fine, whatever. Yes. I just know in the moment when you cannot figure it out and everybody is going crazy, a timeout for everyone is is the best thing ever. And you know, and and I also tell I, I'm a I'm a birth doula as well. So I tell my clients before you have before you make your birth plan, you make I want you to make a postpartum plan, and I want you to write down every single person you can call that can come over in an emergency. Just a minute. Come hold my baby. Exactly. I and I want shower. you to keep it by the fridge. Keep it by the place that you're 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 breastfeeding so that you when those moments Well, and you happen, know what? People always say, Call me if you need anything. Right. They don't really. So maybe when they say, Call me if you need anything, say, I will call you to hold my baby please. while I need to shower. Right. So please or just so that I can be calm ready down for that. so that I can stop crying. Yeah. And, you know? And so that I can stop crying. <laughs> exactly. That's usually what it is. This baby is crying oh, and mom's crying. What if I could teach my driveway technique? It didn't work <laughs> on my fourth baby, but my first, my third baby, man. Just right. go. And I know it's just pretty much a walk, but <laughs> Yeah. But, but seriously. Calm us both down. Anybody that can come over and help you just calm down and who gets it, who's not going to be judgmental. Maybe or, she needs to be fed some more. <laughs> right? Or you're just, you know. You're not, she doesn't have a sweater on. What's wrong with you? You don't want those people around after. No. No. No, just the ones that be like, oh, you're such a cute little sweaty munchkin. Come here. <laughs> right? Your mama needs a shower. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's... I, it, it's really about again just helping par- families feel confident and just knowing what they need, what they can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super. Wow, this is just the easiest <laughs> thing. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, birthing classes take weeks mm-hmm. and and everything else. This is so fast. In fact, I mean we've covered it mm-hmm. in in one podcast. You are now an officially trained. <laughs> just kidding. No, go get more information. <laughs> and how can they find it? Uh, about you specifically? Um, so they can go to my, my website. It's uh, shebirthservices.com. And you can find out um, when I'm teaching she classes. Shebirthservices.com. Yes. Yes. Um, and then, but they can also find me through the Dunstan Baby Language website as well. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> this has been so interesting. <laughs> appreciate your time. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. Please visit us at birthcircle.com, join our Facebook groups, or find us on Instagram and Pinterest. We hope you'll use our resources to support your birthing experience. And thank you to LaunchPod Media, who produces these podcasts.